Turn me up. Turn me up. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Merit Bunch Podcast. My name is Nico. Brianna. William. Kianda. Chris. Crystal. All right, so in today's episode, we'll be speaking on chasing the ring versus waiting on the ring. On the bunch, we'll discuss growing the union after the glitz and the glam of the wedding. So the first topic is if he wanted to, he would. What does that concept of chasing versus waiting mean to you, Marie? Um, chasing the ring is like when you are literally trying to find anyone to get married to that is like chasing, but waiting on the ring is, you know, just letting things happen. What do you think, Crystal? Mm, I agree. I'll say, um, chasing the ring. I feel like today women settle a little bit too much i feel like they see the red flags in the beginning but because they want the ring so bad they stay with this person who they know that they really not supposed to be with but just to get into this relationship just to get into a marriage they settle and then you know hope and pray that he gonna give them a ring yeah so which one is worse chasing the ring or waiting on the ring then chasing i'm not chasing nobody for nothing yeah, you can, my bad Brie, go ahead. Go ahead, Buki. um you could also use like chasing like inside the relationship um like trying to pressure the other person into getting married like not much as like begging but like always asking like when we gonna get married it's like trying to pressure him into marriage or pressure her into marriage um that's another aspect of like chasing instead of just letting it happen how it's gonna happen. Right. If it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. So Yeah, and think about the imagery of like actually running. When you're running, it's so much work that you have to do into running. You get tired, you're sweating. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it that way, like that's doing too much. So waiting on it when you're just sitting somewhere, right? You can settle in what you have and wait for it to come or you know work towards that right so adding on to that how long is too long to wait on the actual ring what you think crystal mm, i'll say five years tops anything over five years hang it up flat screen it's done over with damn I mean because in five years You should know if you want to be with this person Forever If you don't know by five years baby I don't know what to tell you I agree with that I I don't even think you have to be In a situation for five years Like listening to the guys talk Here I feel like it's something That they know right away I feel like so if it's something that They know right away That they're starting to move in a certain way you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. waiting five years and he's still not moving in the way, like moving towards marriage, even if it's two years and he out here still doing stuff that's that you don't want. You know, I feel like it's not really a time frame on it. I just feel like in, in the way that he's moving. 
Yeah, because I, I don't remember what I was watching, but I was watching something, and basically they had been dating for 10 years, and there was, like, basic things he still didn't, still didn't know about the woman. And so if you still don't know the basics about your spouse or the, the person that you're dating after 10 years, there's, that's a red flag. That's, there's something wrong. <laughs> and, I mean, I don't want to, like, jump back, but... Um, we talked a lot about like what chasing the ring looks like, but what does waiting look like? You know what I'm saying? Like, what does that look like to y'all? All right. So for me, waiting, um, definitely for me, um, I just went through a process of basically getting myself together, just basically doing me in that process, um, learning me, um, taking care of my kids, um, things of that nature. So that's what waiting look like for me what about you bro um for me i would say i would basically i had to figure out what it would be like being with someone else because i've you know of course i was dating other people but i was still just always thinking about me so with that i was basically getting to how it would be to be with somebody else because i was always worried about what nico wanted so i knew it was going to be a different thing when you were with somebody else um, I know, like, for me, um, I definitely uh, was just kind of, like, you know, doing my own thing. I, wa- I was out dating, nothing serious, because at that time, I was coming out of a relationship, and I had went on this complete celibacy journey. Anybody that I talked to, I um, let them know off, you know, out the gate, like, that's not happening. You know what I'm saying? Um so in my time, I did a lot of self-work, working like working on things that triggered me in the past relationship, just trying to be a better person for myself. I also um, tapped in like really heavy with my relationship with God, um, you know, and the, my ministry and all of that stuff. So that's just kind of like what my waiting period looked like. I was just tapping into me and God. Yeah, mine was very similar. Before um, Nico and I started dating, I was single for like two years. And I would say that was the best time because like you guys said, I was learning myself at the age I was at. I was learning to love myself. I would go on dates to go to the movies by myself. I really needed to understand being alone and being by myself. And so when Nico came along, like my heart and you know my mind was ready for it. So you were, you feel like you were healed. You, you didn't have any triggers from the past relationship moving forward. Like when you met Nico, you were in a place of being secure with yourself. Yeah, I think so. And then like you, like my relationship with God really blossomed because, you know, I wasn't focused on trying to get a man. I wasn't focused on anything. I was just letting things happen. And so I think that's why I met Nico because I was letting things happen. Right, right. Well, for me, I was like, I was just chilling too, um, just coming out of a relationship, and I really wasn't looking for nothing, and that's how I knew it was real because it just happened. Um, I really didn't have a lot of time in between my past relationship and me and my wife in the middle to like get focused, so. That was still a journey that I was on while I was with my wife. And 
she helped me get on the right track. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. And for me, um, it pretty much was the same, just like for the rest of y'all. Um, I just focused on myself. For two and a half years, it was all about me, what I wanted to do. If I wanted to talk to somebody, I talked to them. If not, I was just pretty much doing me. All right, so we already talked about how that looks um, being single, but how does waiting for the ring look being in a relationship? Okay, so once you get to a point where you are in the relationship, I think it's important to set boundaries. Like, what? how, how vulnerable are you going to be with this person in the beginning? And once those walls start to come down, because I feel like we have to see people in different seasons, you know what I'm saying, um, to see how they handle certain things like stress, you know, and I feel like after you get through certain tests and all the walls have kind of like come down, I feel like then I'm with letting the man lead, mm -hmm. um, lead that type of situation. So for me being a woman, I just say I kind of like fall back in my feminine energy and I'm just letting him lead that part in our relationship. Okay. How do you feel, babe, like in the waiting process? Because I know you're waiting to like pop the question if you already knew, like what did, how did you feel? Patient. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. She was expecting you to say more. Patient. I had to be patient. Patient for what? Like what were you what do you I mean by that? Okay. Yeah, I, I think no this feeling. is I think the question is really hard to answer. That's why I'm kinda of like trying to listen to y'all because I'm like what did I do? I don't know. So basically for me, I guess it's just waiting for y'all to be able to get to that point where you're fully vulnerable with each other. That's what it looks. I mean, I don't even know if that's really answering the question. Right. Right. But I could say for me, it was pretty much like getting to basically kind of like what you said, getting to know each other on a deeper, deeper level, like really getting to know each other more growing together, um, just talking about everything, what you want, what you expect. Right. Because in the process, you really don't know if this is going to be the end all be all like you don't know. So we still just trying to get to that point where we're really vulnerable, where we're looking for, or where we're trying to find that, that moment where we're like, okay, this is, this is it. Right. So I guess, I guess what we can say is after you're going through that vulnerable stage, okay, now we know each other. So that is when the wait starts because now we know each other and you're open to the commitment of marriage. So after the vulnerability is the waiting period. So do you, you know, pressure this person into proposing to you or what are you doing in that waiting stage? Are you continuing to get to know each other, right? Are you starting to have conversations about weddings and things like that? Um, I mean, I guess, I don't know. Because All of the above. You're yeah. still getting to know the person even more because you're growing every day. You're getting to know each other every day. You're having conversations about getting married. All of it. Yeah, like she said, just going through the different the different levels of experiences. Um, Crystal experiencing my BS. <laughs> I'm experiencing hers. Um, just learning to love each other 
and grow through different situations. Right. Um, as a man, you kind of, from there, you like, okay, I can start to move in the direction of planning something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like as a man, you really know if that person is for you and you really want to propose. A lot of people, you know, waiting ten, five years to figure out what they really want, you really know within that first year as a man, I feel like that. Right. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's how I feel. So if a man is waiting, um, let's say past five years, what is the woman now? Is she a placeholder? What like why are we as men, why are you as men, why would a man, not y'all, but why would a man wait past the five year mark? Ten years I was in a relationship. And like like Bree said, when you know, you know. I just I knew that she wasn't the one for me. I knew it. But I just didn't know how to remove myself from the situation because I was young. We was in a relationship, but we wasn't in a relationship. I was in a relationship with the streets. That's who I was dedicated to. I wasn't dedicated to her. I was going home at night. Yeah, I was going home. But my relationship was with the streets. So marriage wasn't even in my future at that time. I wasn't thinking about marriage. When I saw you, it was instant. Okay, so then it goes back to the question that I said before. Are men now, if we're talking about five years, is it long long enough to wait? Are men using women as placeholders? I don't know. You got the you got the that's on the woman and the man that's in that relationship. This is where what I was saying earlier when the pressure starts to come in. It, Crystal says five years too long. So after the five years, do the man say something to the woman? Do the woman say something to the man? Like, how how is you going to go about moving forward towards marriage after the five years? How, how I mean, how you do it? Yeah. What if what if don't know now one of them want to get married? Right. And the five years can be for Crystal, but then the five years could be something else for someone else. I mean, right. the time period may be right. different for someone else. It might be 10 for the man. Right. So. I'm sorry. If it takes you 10 years, you've been mm-hmm. with somebody for 10 years and you still don't know if you want to marry that person. Why are y'all together? You are. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long time. Now, I do know that (laughs) age, maturity, um, maybe where you're at in your career, all of that, you know, plays a part in it. But I'm just saying, like, especially in your late 20s, early 30s, mid 30s, you should know if you want to be with that person or not. Yeah, and I've like I've seen stories where people have been dating for like a long time, at least five years, and then they get out that relationship, and then that man is engaged to the next person. Mm, mm-hmm. And so obviously that person has been a placeholder, or you know, someone that they find comfort in, and they just don't know how to break it off. Kind of like what Buki said. And like, I go back to say like what we were talking about earlier, like growing in the after the breakup with your ex or whatever. Like I didn't have time. I had no time to like focus on myself at all. I mean, I did, but it wasn't like I didn't have years. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have mm-hmm. years. I had maybe months, seven months at the most, eight months, oh, something yeah. like that. And here you go. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I oh, yeah, here you go. I mean, I don't mean it like that, but, like, here you come and, and, and now I'm tied down again. So, I'm like, is this relationship going to be, like, my last one? But I, I knew it wasn't because I just felt different. Like, I just, I knew it was going to be real. So, um, this is something that I wanted. That was something that I really didn't want, just being real. I didn't want that. Um, so I think that's why I didn't propose, because I know I didn't want it. Okay. So then, like, looking into, like, ultimatums, how do y'all feel? And I'm this question is more directed to the men, I feel like. If a woman gives you an ultimatum um, or time limit to ask the question, how are y'all feeling about that? If a woman is given an ultimatum or a time limit, that's your answer right there. You need to move on. Or you need to make the change if you want to be that man. Right. Because But obviously they don't because if she's asking you, that means you don't want to do it. Yeah. You are. Yeah, I agree because a man, like Nico said earlier, I feel like we already know what we want to do. You know? So are you saying that if a woman gives you an ultimatum, ultimately y'all walking out of, away from the relationship? The re, like, what are y'all saying? I mean, y'all not, say that? I'm not saying we're going to walk away, but if just, just for an example, whenever you met me, I was smoking marijuana. Mm-hmm. I was smoking a lot of marijuana, <laughs> okay. like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And you told me that you wasn't going to marry nobody that smoked weed. hmm What did I do? Because I knew if I wanted to be with you, I had to quit smoking. Okay. Okay. So I think we should just tell a little bit about that story. I think you had probably mentioned um, marriage. And I I had said to you, like, I'm not telling you you have to stop doing anything because I don't want to be the reason you stop doing something. I don't want to change you. Exactly. I said, but I just know for me, I'm not going to marry anybody who smokes marijuana. Right, right. So I smoked for like another month, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Smoked for like another month. Heavy, I smoked heavy, heavy so then. Yeah, and I had to, I had to put it away because I knew at the end of the day, if I want this to be my wife, mm-hmm. I got to change. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did, and it's been five and a half, six years since I smoked weed. Yeah. So, Chris, what do you feel about an ultimatum? Um, I think it can be, it can be, some of it can be good because. Like I said before, um, we can get trapped into ourselves. We used to doing like I was used to moving a certain type of way. Um, like my brother said, um, he stopped smoking weed. So it was a lot of things that I had to fix within myself before actually moving forward. You know what I'm saying? So I think it can be good as long as it's not pressed mm-hmm. in a way where it's, you know, aggressive. Mm-hmm. So like um an aggressive ultimatum is like 
by the end of this year, <laughs> you need to be asking me to marry you. Is that aggressive? I mean, <laughs> that's too much. <laughs> I mean, that's just too much. If you're telling somebody that I need a ring by the end of the year, why are you asking? You're basically begging at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you want to be with somebody that bad that you have to tell them I need a ring by the end of the year? But what if this is after the five year mark? Mm. Now Good I point. see if she say that and it's like it's been a year or it's been six months. What if it's after five years? What if it's seven years? And she say, look, after this eighth year right here, if I need to know something. Well, if you done stuck around to eight years, I mean, ain't no need to be telling nobody I need a ring by the end of the year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you didn't get it the past eight years, so but what's going to be the difference? <laughs> yeah. And for me, like, I don't want to – I want to know that you want me. I want to know that you want to marry me. I don't want to – I don't want to have to pressure anyone to wanting me. And I think when you start to give ultimatums, it's like you're pressuring them, but it's like you're forcing them to make that decision. And I don't know. For me, I I couldn't do that. I know people are different, but. um. Yeah. I feel like actions speak louder than words. Like, you know. I feel like us as women, we need to hold ourselves a little more accountable. Because you know, if you've been with a man three, four, five, six, seven, eight years, you know if that man is going to marry you or not. I mean, you just know it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like sometimes we may stick around a little long, just waiting around, mm-hmm. waiting for the ring. Don't wait, sis. That man ain't proposed yet. Baby, don't wait. Mm-hmm. Keep That's it true. pushing. That's true. Because who knows? Maybe you... Taking that step saying, you know what? I see this is not what you want. Let me let you do you, and I'm just going to do me. Maybe that fall back will turn the lights on in his head like, hey, I need to wake up before mm-hmm. I lose her. That's a good point. And that's what I was saying. Yeah, it can be constructive point. to a certain point. Like, it can help you get your stuff together. Yeah, you know what I'm exactly. saying? Especially if you're lacking in some areas where you need to pick up at. And that's what happened with me, like. All the money I was spending in them smoking weed, man. And, like, it just... Now, if the ultimatum is to benefit you or something that's going to help you out, then, yeah, cool. You know what I'm saying? Because that helped me out majorly. Like, I could run. I can get out there. (laughs) (laughs) I can get out there and play ball with the kids. Like, I can breathe better. <laughs> I ain't got to wake up and smoke before I eat. I can go straight eat breakfast. Like it, it, it helped benefit me. Like, oh, like you for real. Get up, boy. It, <laughs> hey, I started to take off, boy. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> like for real. But yeah, man. Like is is it could be some good ultimatums, man. Um, but I don't know. It's it's just all in what they want in their relationship. It's what they want. Right. And I really don't feel like I gave you that ultimatum. Oh, you did. No, I didn't because I I was in a place of like, I'm not telling you to stop smoking weed. I just know what God has for me. My husband is not going to smoke weed. Like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't me telling you, you have to do this and then we get married. I don't feel like that was an ultimatum for you. I just knew for myself, I had standards for myself. And I like going back to what Crystal said, Holding us as women, like holding ourselves accountable, like 
we know if he's not acting according to like what you want, if he's not acting like husband material, he's still out here doing what he want to do. He want to hang out with his boys. And that's the reason he not mm-hmm. committing to you. Yes. We have to hold ourselves accountable because at the end of the day, we holding on to something that may not be for us. And once we let it go, it could be something better out there. Fairy right. tale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So moving on. So for the women, does the size of the ring matter? Is that a deal breaker? How do y'all feel about that? No, the size of the ring don't matter. Um, the first ring that I got was a speckle of salt. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> but I love that ring. Wasn't I proud of that ring? I was holding mm-hmm. it up. This, this my ring. It in when you gave it to me. <laughs> so no, for me, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it didn't matter to me. But he upgraded me though. You remember after that picture, I got my little upgrade. But no, it didn't matter to me. <laughs> It's all good, brother. <laughs> well, it ain't even <laughs> blasting me. Sorry. Uh, for me, I don't think the size of the <clears throat> ring matters. It's just the fact that you you want to marry me, so right, you know. Yeah, I don't think the size of the ring matters, but I think the effort matters. And if you know, um, how can I say this? If you know the person that you're proposing. You're going to try to find something that they like. So my main thing is the effort and finding something that you know I would like. Even if it's a small ring, is the effort that goes behind the ring. Right. 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 So with that, is needing to buy a ring an excuse for not proposing? So for me, I mean, I feel like you definitely need to, you know, have that when proposing. I had my speckle of salt. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's a sparkle of salt or a big ass diamond, I mean, it's good to have that. I mean, I feel like, yeah, you if you're gonna propose, you should have the ring. But I don't. I mean, you don't. It don't have to be thousands and thousands of dollars. Like, I don't feel like that's an excuse not to pop the question. You can get a ring now, even if it's a band and it don't have a diamond in it. Even if it's a speckle of salt, whatever you want to say, <laughs> I don't think that's a reason. If it's something that the man wants to do, but also if it's something that he wants to do, like Brianna said, he's gonna make it nice for you, right. in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think guys, we're listening to that question wrong. So I think what the question is saying is. Is it excuse of not proposing? So not saying that he's not going out and getting a ring, but sometimes men use that as an excuse. Oh, I can't afford a ring or, you know, I didn't know how to get a ring. I think that's more the question. So like the, the segments about if he wanted to, he would. So even if you can't afford it, you better go to get a little lollipop ring or something. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the question. I think a lot of men use that as an excuse, but. Clearly, when you go into the stores, they have $200, $300, $400, $500 rings. 
And even if you don't have that, you can go buy a fake ring until you get, you get what I'm saying? Until you can right. save I'm up and get this. what you really want to get her. I'm going to say this, like being for real. <clears throat> if you can't afford a $200, $300 ring, you're not in a position to get married. <laughs> I don't mean it in a bad way. But if you That's can't nice. afford that, how can you say I'm ready to make you my wife? But I'm just saying it's people the out ring there is only maybe, the beginning. like really struggling. You know, maybe, you know, you can buy a cubic zirconium. Yeah, you know, I mean it's it's not a reason to not get married. That's not right. a reason. Like right. there are very affordable options. But if you can't take $25 out your check, whether it's weekly, bi-weekly, and save for a $200 ring, you are not ready to get married. Because now you're going to have on another responsibility with, with this woman. I mean, I'm just keeping it real. I don't want to sound like a gold digger out here, but you get what no. I'm saying. And another thing, too, like, if you know you have a man... And he's not financially stable. Where he can't afford a $200, $300 ring. Um, are you going to be understanding? Or are you going to be willing to stay and stick around until he's able to afford a nice ring? So you was telling me, like, um, about a co-worker? No, one of your patients or something you were saying. Yeah, so um, one of my patients, she had on this nice, big, pretty ring. And I was like, oh, girl, I like your ring. It's beautiful. Um, and she flat out told me, girl, this is fake. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what you mean? And she was like, oh, you know, me and my husband, we've been together for a long time. We was living in his parents' basement. Um, and we could not afford a ring or a wedding. So he got her this fake ring. Would you be able to handle something like that, Kianda? Now, I will say this. If we're already living as husband and wife, definitely go ahead and, <laughs> you know, seal the deal. Y'all should be married. Right. Um, my, I was more so thinking like people in a dating situation, you know, you got your own thing. She got her own thing, but you're ready to, or you want to commit, but you can't, you're not saving to commit to this woman. Like, I feel like if we put a value, like men should have a value on their woman. So if she's important to you, you should be able to save for a ring for her. It don't, it don't matter like the size or anything. You should be able to put something aside for this person that you want to commit the rest of your life with. That's how I'm looking at it. Right. But also that it shouldn't postpone the proposal. Right. I think that's what you're saying, too. Right. Okay, so the next thing, as far as the wedding, um, big, small, courthouse, is it important? Is the wedding for you, or, or is it really for your family? How do y'all feel about that? I mean, I think it's for the individual. I know what my dream was, and I wanted a big wedding. Nico was like, oh, we can go to the courthouse. And I was like, I'm not having that. Like, I really want a big wedding. Now, because I already had it, we sh I would have went to the courthouse. <laughs> like I said. <laughs> I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I definitely wanted to, um, I, I wanted to go to the courthouse. William wanted the wedding more than I did, but I wanted to go to the courthouse. Um, because us in the process, and I, maybe I'm just kind of going 
side with this, like to the left. But um, we was working hard, you know, to pre- to pay for our wedding. We got second jobs. Like we was working hard um, to pay for our wedding. So for me, I was just like, we working this hard. Let's save this money and let's just go to the courthouse. But he definitely wanted to have a wedding. For me, um, I would say it was definitely for me and for my family. I've always wanted to have a wedding, but it was mainly also for my family because out of all of my siblings, I was the first one to actually have a wedding wedding, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I would say it was for me and for my family. I mean, when you're talking about weddings anyways, it's usually for your guests, like, mm-hmm. because they're eating free, they're getting drinks for free, mm-hmm. they're taking pictures, they're listening to the music. So at the end of the day, like, even though you want a big wedding or you want a wedding, it's for your guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Yeah. yeah, that's true, too. Now, I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna lie. I was kind of going back and forth. Like, one day I'll wake up and say, no, we're going to the courthouse. Next day, no, we're going to have a win. Stress. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so moving on, we're going to talk about after the wedding. So, what were your feelings after the wedding and after you said I do? I was happy. I'm not even going to lie. That was the happiest day of my life. Oh, <laughs> That was nice. Yeah, I was happy, too. I looked at some of the... When I look at the pictures and see how big the smile was on my face, it was just an exciting moment. What about you, bro? Man, let me tell you. I enjoyed <laughs> to this day. I look at that picture on the wall because I got the one of the pictures hanging over my bed. And I just walk in my room and be like, damn. That's my baby right there, boy. Uh, <laughs> word up. But yeah, after after she said I do, like, I was happy, man. I was happy. And I told, I think I told y'all, like, when I get married, I ain't gonna cry. I'm gonna I'm be tough. Nico was like, bro, you gonna cry. <laughs> I said, bro, no, I ain't gonna cry. And he broke it on down on the beach. I cried. <laughs> I cried. Yeah, it was, it was a dope, it was a dope uh, experience, though. For real, for real. Yeah, I really do feel like it's a great experience if you can do it. Um, as far as me, like Buki, I talked about him crying. I broke it on down up there too. So <laughs> it's a you know it's a great thing once you get through all that stress of paying for everything, setting everything up, making sure people there, getting everything done. Because at the end of the day, I was on that bus on the way to my wedding, cussing a few people out. <laughs> <laughs> so when you spend all this money, you just want to make sure everything goes correctly. So when it's over and done, it's just like a big sigh of relief. And then the next day, you've been talking about a wedding for a year, and then you don't have nothing to talk. About. About really <laughs> yeah like afterwards that was the happiest day of my life like we enjoyed ourselves but like nico said you put all this money into it and the day goes so fast and so a lot of times we watch our video and we look at our pictures and we watch it and we don't remember some of the stuff that happened because you know the day went so fast but i just remember that sunday like, we were so tired, mm. so tired, but it was like this huge weight had lifted off of us because we didn't have to plan, we didn't have to fork no more money out. Like, it was just overall a good experience. And so, if you can afterwards, take a honeymoon, 
do a trip, take a day off of work or something so you can enjoy each other and get some rest because it's definitely needed. Yeah. I, I would say for me, I, I loved our wedding, but for me, our honeymoon, that was like, yes. yeah, I, that's when I had the most fun. For I me. loved it. So speaking of after the honeymoon, does life relationships change after the wedding? Like, what is the next focus for your life? What you think, Crystal? I would say for us, it was like, okay, back to the same routine. Like, it was back in the groove of getting up every day, going to work, being a family. Now we're officially one, mm-hmm. but it's just on a different level. All right. I think right after for us, it was... Um, getting ready to move. <laughs> so we came off the honeymoon and then we still had to, you know, get all of the stuff packed, getting ready to move. So that's what happened with us. We start focusing off one thing, start focusing on another <laughs> big project. Yeah, they did it big. They bought a house right after they got married. So, uh, <laughs> and y'all did too. A few months after us. Was it a few months? Yes. It was like a year. No, it wasn't. Oh, that's because y'all got married after. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But like for me, like I was planning the wedding so much. And so I was so used to, used to talking about the wedding, looking at wedding stuff. So afterwards, I was like, what are we going to do? Like <laughs> it felt like it was nothing to do. But like after that, I guess we just really started to enjoy ourselves. Um you know, we had to learn how to pay bills together and, mm-hmm. you know, share our space. And the main thing was like sharing our closet. So that was one of the, <laughs> the things yes. getting used to. And so, I mean, I think that was our main thing. But after our our wedding, our focus was buying a house. Yeah. And in between that, that wasn't our biggest focus because we did a lot of traveling, right. you know, after I, we got married. So that's one of the things we focused on. Okay, so wrapping up this conversation, does anybody have anything else they would like to add to this topic? Ladies and fellas, um, don't chase the ring. Wait. It'll happen, but don't wait too long. (laughs) (laughs) Fellas, don't take too long. Ladies, don't wait too long. It is what it is. And as far as having a wedding ceremony, whether it's courthouse, whether a small wedding in the backyard or you getting married at church, do what's best for you. Don't try to do what everybody else is doing. Do what's best for you. Because guess what? After the wedding, bills, everything is still rolling in. Exactly. And you have to be able to live with each other. Mm-hmm. So after the, the wedding, you know, through the entire process, focus on the marriage. Because that's when it really starts, your relationships, like we say. It really starts after you get married. And like my wife said... If you ain't got two hundred dollars, put on the <laughs> ring, <laughs> bro. Just go sit down somewhere, focus on yourself, get yourself in order, stack you up some money, and then you make that proposal if that's the one you want to be with. But yes, sir. you need to uh, work on self first before you try to work on somebody else. Right. So why are you trying to collect that two hundred dollars to get that ring? Do you think there's a time limit for getting a ring? So comment below and let us know how you feel about that and what did you think about the episode. And so always remember the, the wedding, wedding is only the beginning. beginning.